Now, on this Invest Talk podcast, Steve Peasley listens to your questions. Let's talk to Vincent, who lives in Ohio. Vincent. Hey, Steve. Thanks for taking my call. I've got a couple questions for you. I've, got, I've been following a stock called Crown Castle, uh, stock ticker symbol CCI, and American Tower symbol AMT. And provides unbiased answers. Are they a good buy at this point? No, I think they can get cheaper. Invest Talk. Over 28 million downloads and counting. Hey, Steve and Justin. This is Adam from uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, uh, calling to ask about QS QuantumScape Corporation. Your participation makes it unique. 888-99-CHART. This podcast is produced by... KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Steve Peasley. You're listening to Invest Talk. It is Friday, January 29, 2021. And I appreciate being with me. And, you know, you know our mission statement is the same never change independent thinking and shared success. And we try, we, we try to make sure we give you solid information here on this show. When you call in and ask your questions about the market, about stocks, about anything financial, we want to be as completely honest with you as possible, give you the facts, and let you deal with them. So that's, that's part of our mission statement. We, we don't buy information from people. Well, I take that back. We actually buy data, but we don't buy their opinions. And we just don't do it. We have our own, and we try to keep keep it to give it to you as unbiasedly as possible. Now, of course, we could have biases. You know, everybody has a bias, uh, several biases of some kind. But I try to keep them out. So does Justin. We try to be factual. I'm Steve Peasley, and of course, I encourage you to contact me. Contact us at uh, KPP Financial. You can call right now. We're live eight 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 ninety nine chart. And you can ask any financial question, investment questions you like. We do this every day, same time, 4 to 5 Pacific time, Monday through Friday. Anyway, you can also, you know, we, the show is broadcast on radio show, it's podcast, and it's live streaming. So we try to get it to you in many different formats as we can, and that's 4 to 5 Pacific time, live streaming. So... Let's not talk about it. The number is 888-99-CHART. Why don't we go ahead and take a call? Hey, Stephen Justin. This is Noah in Orlando. Had a question about the EV trend, hopping on that bandwagon. About a company, BWA, looking at its fundamentals right now. It's looking pretty attractive to me. Just wanted to get your guys' take on it. Thanks. Appreciate it. Bye. Okay, BWA. BWA, I'm typing into all my software here. As you know, there's got lots of it. BWA. Uh, okay, it's Borg Warner Inc. It is a $10 billion company, manufactures engine and drivetrain components for light vehicle original equipment manufacturers. So it's not a strictly an EV company, electric, electric vehicle, EV electric vehicle company, because it does it for internal combustion engine and hat. For many, many, many years. It's been around a long time. So it's not a pure play, in the, uh, but it is a play. It's a play on automobiles, whether they're electric or internal combustion engine. They're going to make $2.43 this year. That was about 
It was down from $4.14 in 2019. So when I say this year, it would be 2020 earnings I'm talking about. 2021, the year we're actually in, is $3.87 a share. So it's going to go up about 50% or so, which is great. Um, so it's a $41.99 stock. It'll make $3.87. So that tells you that the P.E. is around 11. Don't get excited because the five-year P.E. range is 4 to 17. It's never been very high because the growth rate's very low. I mean, the last two years, growth has really kind of shrunk. Uh, and this most recent quarter reported September. We haven't got the final quarter recorded for 2021. Yep. It did grow 2%. So it's it's an inexpensive stock, but I wouldn't be too excited about that. And I don't know, return equity is very good at 19%. I don't know if I would call this an EV play or very much of an EV play, but because uh, there's others that are much more, are much more uh, strictly to EV. But also, you would have a hard time finding this kind of value in a strictly EV play because they're usually overvalued. Thanks for the call. BWA is the symbol, everybody. I know you want strategies to help deliver, you know, good, solid returns. And you also want some information on how to deal with volatility. And we certainly are seeing a ton of volatility this week. I mean, huge down volatility, actually, this week. And I don't find that surprising because, you know, what's going on? There's a lot of things going on. You have a new a new presidential uh, regime coming on board. So we're looking at what he's doing. We have the vaccine being being spread as fast as possible. Uh, and, of course, you had some really exciting uh, trading going on with the short sellers and everything. So there's a lot of things going on, and it's not, it's all, if it's, one, it's not one thing, it's another. So it's, I don't think we should be too surprised. But we also have earnings season. Earnings season is doing very well. I don't know if you've been tracking it, but the numbers are coming in, generally speaking, much better than even the high expectations of the of the experts. The experts always guide lower before the actual earnings come out because they want to beat consistently the earnings they estimated. That's typical. That's how they play the game. But the numbers are coming in better than they expected. So... Love to talk to you. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and we have already finished the first trading month of 2021. So, yes, things are moving along pretty fast, as they always do. So keep in mind that through the continuing uncertainty, the task of building our financial freedom is always something that must continue. So you can't afford to give, you know, look, you can't afford to turn your face away from building your portfolio. Your goal of financial freedom will require information and effective strategies. Maybe we can help you with that. And of course, your participation in the show is paramount. So give me a call. We're live, 888-99-CHART. The markets react to uncertainty. Are you prepared? Is your portfolio balanced? Is it optimized? Your financial future depends on the answers to those questions. Steve Peasley is here now, and he's ready to talk with you. Call Talk 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. My focus point today concerns the story, and everybody was talking, everybody's talking about reading about, and that's the short selling. 
the frenzy, short sell and short sell frenzy. And I think you need to understand the basics before thinking about doing things short selling. It's it's not something for everybody, and it's not something for the average investor, in my opinion. But we're going to talk about that a little bit. Since it's Friday, I will share highlights of my newest KPP, KPP premium newsletter. So we do that every Friday. And other topics I want to talk about. I want to talk about the electric vehicles and the coming of age of electric vehicles. I, I think, and and, uh, and I think it's a good thing. But I also want to talk about, you know, there's been a lot about, well, we need electric vehicles because we're just destroying the environment and polluting the air. I, I, I'm not disagreeing that we're not polluting the air. We are. But I want to give some sense of, uh, I don't know, perspective about that. So I'm going to give you some CO2 emissions in 1975 from cars and what they are now. Trucks and vans, SUVs, and that kind of thing. Also, um, there were some economic statistics I'm going to discuss, income and spending and, you know, core inflation numbers. And, and new home construction. And, you know, the S&P 500, Schiller uh, prices uh, demonstrate the house prices are still going way up. It's, it's amazing that real estate is, is done as well as it did in this COVID era. But those are some of the things we can talk about. Okay? And if, of course, time permitting. The market itself was down today, down 621 points on the Dow. 266 points on the NASDAQ and 73 points on the S&P 500. So down pretty significantly. Pretty significantly. So that's what's going on. Now, if you enjoy the Investor Podcast, that's great. We thank you for it. And I thank you for the support. I hope you will tell your friends and families. And it's all free, of course. You know, you can get it at iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. And, and of course, You know, we encourage your questions anytime. We want you to call with questions. And the number is always the same, 888-99-CHART. So let's go to another caller question. Came in earlier. Hey, Steve and Justin. This is Adam from uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, uh, calling to ask about QS, QuantumScape Corporation, seeing if now is the right time to buy. Thanks so much for everything you do, and uh, hope to hear from you soon. Okay, QuantumScape. This is one I'm watching very carefully for myself. It's a very high-risk play, but I like the uh, the technology. It's a very new company. I don't really suggest it for anybody because it's super, super high-risk. You're either going to lose all your money or you'll make a fortune. You just don't know. Uh, QuantumScape. Um, and you can't really base anything on fundamentals because they have none. They don't even have a product. They don't have no sales. They're not going to have any sales or a product for a couple of years. And that's if the test battery they tried can be built into a bigger form to be, and then to be um, manufactured in numbers. You, you know, there's a lot of headwind for them. Okay. Now, they IPO'd right you know, around 10, 12 share. I don't remember exactly what it was. Went up to about $130 a share. And they've been coming off that number ever since, and now they're at forty-three dollars and seventy-five cents, down almost four percent today. Um, I think it's still too early. I'm not buying. Uh, you know, when I, I I plan on buying this for my personal account because I think it's too risky for my clients, um, and um, 
So this is going to be bought because I just want to play this technology. Um, and I think it's way, way too risky for everybody. Way too risky. But just so long as you know, you don't mind losing all your money. That's how it's got to be played. In your head, I'm gonna, you're going to lose all your money. And you got to wait for years. So if it works. No, I think it's too early. I think it still will come down a little bit more, but it does look like it's starting to slow its descent coming off the high. Starting to slow. But I still think we have to wait. I, w- I would love to see a correction in the market, and we might have seen the beginnings of one this week. Uh, and with the correction market, it'll pull down all stocks, and I will feel more comfortable taking higher risk at that point with this kind of stock. But please, 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 this is super risky. Super risky. Yeah, I would not recommend this for anybody. I would not. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Okay, on Friday, I make a quick rundown of some of the economic numbers. Two-year treasury yield at 1.1%. Wait a minute. Uh, Two-year treasury yield is 0.11, well, I run it off to 1.2%, 0.12%, which is about what it was last year. The 10-year treasury yield, 1.09. So that's a very good spread. And the 10-year went up again a little bit. It was 1.8 last week. Now it's 1.9. Gold was priced at 18.55 per ounce. Last week it was 18.54. I mean, 1857 today. Now, last week was 1854. Silver today was $27.07 per ounce. I think silver will actually do better than gold in the short term. I, I really do. I think silver is the, uh, the much more underpriced precious metal. Oil is selling for $52.96 a barrel. And everything that, uh, uh, that's happening out of Washington will probably be very supportive of oil prices going higher, not lower. Last week it was 52.45, 52.96. It's been around that number for some time. And of course, the national average for gasoline, $2.42, except for, you know, in California, $3.40. So gasoline went up like three cents last, last week on a nationwide basis. So, you know, those are some of the numbers um, that we go over every month, every week. I think they're kind of important to keep an eye on. The thing to watch is inflation in some of these numbers. Okay? You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. And for investors, the need to remain vigilant will never end. So naturally, you'll have to have financial and investment questions to go along with that vigilance that you have. So that's why I remind you, you can call our 24-hour listen line and ask any questions. We're live right now. And I really appreciate it if you would call now, our, now, your participation is always impactful. So please, 888-99-CHART. What is investing on margin? Or what's your question? Why not ask it now at 888-99-CHART on Talk. Have you heard about Riskalyze? It's a brief question and answer form that you fill out online. Steve Peasley and Justin Klein will also get a copy of your responses. They can use the Riskalyzed results to help you formulate a strategy that fits your investing risk tolerance. 
Learn more anytime and take the Riskalyze quiz at investtalk.com. Sharp, we're going to talk to L.A. from Atlanta. How you doing, L.A.? Hi, Steve. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Um, and thank you and Justin for everything that you uh, do for all of us callers. I wanted Appreciate to talk that. to you, you about uh, UMC. Mm-hmm. Uh, the company is United Microelectronics Corp. Okay. Um, I bought UMC. Do you own it? Uh, not too long ago. Yeah, I own it. Um, I bought them not too long ago uh, based on their chart performance, uh, low price, their sector. They're in the infotech sector, uh, specifically with uh, microelectronics and microchips, and uh, they actually pay a dividend as well. But uh, I just wanted to know if this is a good company to hold on to or should I be looking to sell it in the future? Okay, well, it's a $22 billion company, so it's pretty large. It's an ADR out of Taiwan. So it's a Taiwanese manufacturer of wafers for telecom, consumer electronics, PC, and memory markets. Earnings are pretty pretty strong right now. 2020, they're 40, 42 cents or 43 cents a share. This year, they're going to make 45. Next year, 57 cents a share. It's a $9 stock. But based on next year, we're talking about... Oh, uh, what, about a 9 PE or so? And that's at the very low of its range, okay, uh, a PE range. Return equity is a little, little, a little weak at 13%. It's not bad, but it's a little weak. Good cash flow, pays a 1.1% dividend. Um, two years ago, they were losing money quarter after quarter. But starting about five quarters ago, they started, they, the sales started to increase dramatically. And uh, actually, they've never lost money as earnings per share, uh, but their their sales were shrinking. Sales were shrinking quarter after quarter for several quarters. And then uh, in the December nineteenth quarter, uh, they started to grow, and they've been growing since then. You know, about twenty plus percent per quarter in sales, and that's what's kind of moved the stock up. Just you know, that this whole year. And it was selling for two dollars and fifty cents or so, you know, not that long ago. Um, and now here it is at nine dollars. My worry here, uh, LA, is that the run they've made in that short period of time it means tells me that they're due for a pullback. And I would wait for a decent pullback before you buy any more if you're going to buy it. If, if you're going to take profits, I take profits now. I would, but holding for the long term. I, I, I don't know. Chips, uh, chip companies don't don't thrill me a lot because it's so volatile. My focus point today concerns a story about the market. We're talking about what market? The short selling market, the stock market. What's this? You know, one thing that people have to understand is shorts. Selling shorts or being short is really, really high risk and should be left to the experts, not the average person. Selling short, what does that mean? It's as simple as this. Okay, a short seller is betting that the company's stock will go down. Will go down. Not up. You're betting it's going to go down. Because if it goes down and you short the stock, your, your profits go up. And what is really actually happening is the short seller borrows somebody else's stock from his brokerage firm. The brokerage firm 
has stock available to them for people to lend because they have comp- they have clients or they have themselves or they own the stock and the clients have uh, uh, margin accounts which allows them to lend it to somebody. Okay, so when I borrow the stock, I sell it at today's price and it shows up as a negative number in my portfolio. Because remember, now I'm short the stock. I don't have it. I'm short. I don't have it. Now, the, the act to get out of the short is an act of buying the stock to give it back to where I borrowed it from. Now, when you borrow stock, it's not free. You can pay interest on that borrowed stock to the company that lent it. So you've got a cost there that's ongoing as long as you own that stock. And what if the stock goes up? The value of portfolio goes down. How far can it go down? Well, how far can a stock go up in price? And this is what you saw happening this week. Okay, you saw um, GameStop stock go up hundreds of percents. And those people who were short, which was mostly institutional, which means mostly hedge funds, they were short the stock, and they started losing gobs of money as people on, you know, people, individual, regular people, like people that have Robinhood accounts, started driving the stock price up. And what happens is huge losses were made in the hedge fund. That's what happened. Very risky thing to do for you and me. Okay, uh, by the early 2020, before the pandemic, the strength in the United States economy had nurtured many opportunities for entrepreneurs, and the number of small businesses was extraordinarily high. There is no doubt now that the events of COVID-19 have severely damaged small business. So as we go to break, here's my trivia question. Using the latest available figures, how many small businesses were there in the U.S. by 2020? And what percentage of United States businesses are or were small businesses? After the break, I will give you the answer. But for now, my phone lines are open, 888-99-CHART. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It is official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers. Whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Let's say you've been thinking about learning a new language. Okay, why? I mean, how would it come in handy? And where would you want to use it? Could it be that you have an upcoming international trip? Or maybe you want to connect with family members or friends from a different culture? 
I think you should know about Rosetta Stone. With millions of users, it's been the world's most trusted language learning program for 30 years. Rosetta Stone is available on your desktop or as an app with audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn. It has a built-in, patented speech recognition engine called True Accent. So as you practice speaking, you'll get feedback on how well you pronounce words. With Rosetta Stone, you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. It's an intuitive process designed for long-term retention. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in your new language. Rosetta Stone is an amazing value, so your special skill set is within easy reach. You know you want to do this, so don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, InvestTalk listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off now at rosettastone.com today. At this point, I think almost everyone has heard how generative AI promises to bring us to the next industrial revolution. AI is already shaping society with an impact on daily life that echoes the transformative significance of electricity or the internet. As we take steps to embrace the potential of generative AI, we need to remain vigilant with regard to its exploitability. This is where HackerOne comes in. HackerOne's AI Red Team addresses the novel challenges of AI safety and security for businesses that are launching new AI deployments. The HackerOne approach involves targeted offensive testing by harnessing the collective skills of ethical hackers who are proficient in AI and prompt hacking. In short, AI red teaming is the practice of stress testing AI models and deployments to make sure they can't be tricked into providing information beyond their intended use, and that security flaws can't be exploited to access confidential data or systems. HackerOne seamlessly integrates with your existing tools to enhance communication and collaboration across development, security, and IT teams. So, stay ahead of the game in the battle against cyber threats with HackerOne's Attack Resistance Platform. Learn more at HackerOne.com. That's H-A-C-K-E-R-O-N-E.com. HackerOne.com. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. 
It's a new year, and building your financial future takes information and commitment. So you'll have finance and investment questions for Steve Peasley and Justin Klein. Call Invest Talk 888-99-CHART. Okay, 888-99-CHART. I asked a trivia question before the break, okay? Um, and I think it's this. these are very, very important statistics for you to pay attention to. Okay, and it's about small business. Uh, what, you know, I said, using the latest available figures, how many small businesses were there in the U.S. by 2020, 2020? And what percentage of the United States businesses are or were small businesses? Okay, so in 2020, the number of small businesses in the United States reached 31.7 million small businesses. And you think that's a lot? A percentage compared to large businesses? That represents, those 31.7 million, represents 99% of all businesses. 99.9. So most businesses are small businesses in the United States. It also represents, uh, uh, the you know, before, before the pandemic, the growth of these small businesses was 3.17% in the year before 2020, so 2019. And from 2017 to 2020, the growth of small business was 7%. Small enterprises play an extremely significant role in the U.S. economy. It's vital to our economic development, small businesses. A few more stats. Although the majority of small businesses hire more, fewer than 100 employees, they're responsible for millions of new jobs created over the past few years. In fact, in early, early 2020, before pandemic, 60.6 million small business employees in the United States, which make an approximately 47% of the U.S. workforce. The rest would be like teachers and government, government workers and large businesses. So the pandemic shut down many, many small businesses. I'll give you an example. 65% of all restaurants in Ventura, California, which is a big county in California, 65% of the restaurants are permanently shut down. They won't be reopening. California is or was the state with the most number of small businesses in the United States. Pre-pandemic, California had 4.1 million small business employees. So, you know, you cannot stress the importance of small businesses. You know, when when the government makes a decision that affects small business, that, it's significant. When they make a decision that affects big business, might be important to them, but not for the overall economy. It's not. Okay, let's go to a live call. It is Joe from Alameda, a biotech sector question. Joe. How you doing, Steve? Can you hear me? Good. I'm good. Thank you. Hi. Uh, thanks for taking thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. I love your guys' show. I was Thank just you. curious what you guys uh, you know what you guys thought about the biotech kind of genomics sector. You know about or space. Uh, a little over a year ago, I remember reading about this, and I thought it looked pretty interesting, and I opened a position in Pacific Bioscience. Um, I think it was a couple dollars a share. Uh-huh. I opened up, uh, you know, $100. I think I took 100 shares or something, 
and this thing is really blown up. And I wanted to know, it sounds, it, it, I think it's, you know, kind of trendy, but what do you think about this space, about the genomics and sequencing and uh, going into the future? And uh, I'm not sure if I should, you know, sell this or take profits or maybe add some more because it looks kind of interesting. Well, I think that whole field will be extremely important going forward. And and it's going to be more and more, more, more and more important because of, you know, things like COVID-19. You know, I, I can't see how that's not going to be important. But you've got to be really careful of the sector because there's lots and lots of story stocks. That means stocks that have a good story but have no sales or earnings and don't have any prospects of sales or earnings. But the story is good. The story meaning, hey, we are doing this, and we if we can get this, it's going to cure all diseases forever. You know, a good story. And therefore, the stock moves. And there's so many of those kinds of stories out there. you got to be really, really careful. Don't overload in that sector. And, I, of course, I always say don't overload in any sector. But I like the sector personally. I do. Uh, and, you know, so I, I think that's a a futuristic way to look at it. But, you know, if your company, uh, I didn't look it up, I don't know what it, but if it doesn't make money and they have no prospects of making money in the next year or two, you generally take profits. You don't keep adding to your position. Okay. Because that's, you know, because it's a story stock until it has actual sales and earnings. Do you know if it has sales and earnings? If it, that's what you're really looking for. Then you can evaluate the stock. Okay. Appreciate the call. Thank you. Um, the KPP Premium Newsletter went out today. It goes out every Friday to subscribers and all the clients, of course. So I mentioned it was a busy week for both the market and economic reporting. The market gyrated with the short sellers pushing some stocks, some very speculative stocks around, both up and down. Millions and maybe billions of dollars were lost and earned and the loss mostly by the large hedge funds, which doesn't hurt my feelings at all. The International Monetary Fund on Tuesday raised their forecast for the economic growth for the world in 2021 to 5.5%, and then 2022, 4.2%. So they're expecting a big rebound this year. Fourth quarter GDP for the United States came in at a modest 4% growth. Now, do you think that that makes the for the year up or down GDP-wise? Well, it's down. Okay, it's down a couple percentage points, despite you know 33 percent, 33.4 percent growth in the third quarter. Remember, you had that second quarter, which was down almost as much. Okay, with the gyrations of certain stocks due to short sellers, uh, stock market is. You know, definitely still overpriced and pushing up, I mean, especially GameStop. I mean, have you looked at the fundamentals of GameStop? The reason why the short sellers were in GameStop is because it does not look healthy. And I've talked about GameStop some time ago. I said they don't, they're, you know, their, their business model stinks at this point. Remember, they were selling games. Well, now people buy games online. Now they were probably going to make money. I think they're going to make money next year because the cycle for selling game consoles should boost their sales and they should make some money. But so I'm, I would talk about that in the newsletter. Uh, 
you know, that you, the, the earnings season is out. Numbers are looking very good. So you have the government spending tons of money. Earnings are going to be picking up. The IMF expects the world GD, uh, GDP to grow. And does that a recipe for the stock market to crash? No, it's not. So those are the kinds of things I talk about in the first section of the newsletter. And then I got four other sections there in the newsletter. Um, uh, portfolio management section, I discuss uh, quarterly reports. Uh, every quarter, public listed companies report. We're in the middle of that right now. And it's time for you to, it gives you a little insight of what's happening inside the company. So you've got to be careful, though, because there's different parts of the report that some are factual and some are not, some are opinion. You've got to separate that. So you've got to learn how to read an earnings report. Okay? Uh, and I, ha I talk about that and how important that is to you, the investor. Stock idea. I gave you uh, a couple of big companies, and both of them we owned in our managed accounts. Uh, one's a U.S.-based uh, discount retail store. The company sources merchandise from traditional closed-out channels. Projected earnings for next year is pretty high. And if they just go back to pre-COVID days while their earnings are still growing, the stock is way underpriced based on that. So I like that particular stock a lot. We own that in several of our managed accounts. Uh, that was the stock ideas. Consumer Watch. Many times you see a list of the best places or best lists, uh, a list of the best places to retire to. I thought it might be different if we if I listed some places that are worse to retire to. And frankly, <laughs> uh, uh, the Northeast is a place you do not want to retire to. Rhode Island, Maryland, many of the North Northeast countries are very account uh, states are very expensive to live in. Taxes are high. Plus, the weather's not very good. It gets really cold in winter. When you're retired, you don't really want the cold weather. I also said, California's not very good. <laughs> great weather. Great weather here. I will give you that. But it's expensive. You ever look at housing prices here in, uh, in California? Yeah. Crazy high. Crazy high. So that was a newsletter. KPP, for, you know, Premium newsletter you can get at investtalk.com. Let's go to Emilio's in San Francisco. How you doing, Emilio's? Uh, how is your eye, sir? I hope you're okay. Yeah, well, I had surgery on both of them. Um, all they wow. were is it was just you know to make my make, get rid of my glasses basically. So it was voluntary oh. eye surgery, but I couldn't see. Okay. I couldn't see very well. Do the show or read? I mean, it was just difficult. Couldn't do it. Sure, sure. Um, I was interested in uh, BEP for the long term. It's uh, Bob Edward Paul. Okay, Brookfield uh, Partners? Yes. Okay, that's a limited partnership, you know. Uh huh. Uh, generates electricity in the United States, Europe, through the U.S., through the use of renewable resources. So it's great that it's, a, you know, the renewable stuff, you know, and that's the future, right? We all know that. All the governments are pushing it around the world. They're going to make 16 cents next year, but it's a $45 stock. But oh, it's a limited partner. You know what that means. <laughs> You're going to get a K-1. 
No, that's okay. Yeah, okay. I don't think you want that. Yeah, so uh, General Limited Partners, everybody, uh, uh, and I've you know I've talked to uh, Emilio's often about this. We don't like them because you get a K one at the end of the year. Even if you put it in your IRA account, retirement account, you still get a K one. What's a K one? That's a partnership return. That means you have to pay taxes on your the partnership you own a piece of. It's not like a stock, general stock. So he's looking at it because it has a pretty nice dividend, 2.6%, and it's in the clean energy, and it's growing solidly, growing sales solidly. So you can see why he's interested in it, but it has made a huge move, and it's way overpriced at this point. I, I wouldn't chase it at that. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. So we know electric vehicles are coming of age, and they're going to be replacing many of the internal combustion engines. And it's all about clean air. We all want clean air. I can't, I don't, I've never talked to anybody who didn't want clean air. But I would like to put it in perspective how dirty, how bad are the inter, is the internal engine? How bad, how much is it dirtying the United States air? How much carbon CO2 emissions are they actually putting out? Well, in 1975, cars put out 6.5 million tons of CO2, okay? How much do you think they put out now, today? Well, I had 2019 numbers. 1.1. Think about that. They went from 6.4 down to 1.1. And we have twice as many cars from 1975 to now. So don't think the... They have been working on this diligently to clean the air, and it has been working consistently over all these years. Now, if you look at vans, they have also reduced about half. You look at uh, trucks, trucks reduced about about 30%, but if you look at SUVs, they've increased from 02 to 2.1. So I'm just pointing out that the direction has been going in the right direction for years and years. And and it will probably keep going that way, especially with the advent of electric vehicle. It'll be even cleaner. Okay, so I just want to make sure we have a perspective. You know, the polluters of this world really is China and India. You know, they're the ones that are really putting out dirty, dirty air these days. And they're the ones we need to work on, get them on board. And, you know, they're both considered emerging markets. I'm not sure why China would be considered an emerging personally. And therefore, they have different standards on them. So, uh, you know, I think that needs to be addressed. But I just wanted to point out, the internal combustion engine, even though it does put out carbon carbon. You know, CO2 emissions, I'm not saying it doesn't. I'm just saying that we have come a long way in reducing that. And I think we should pat ourselves on the back for that. You know, I don't, you know, I don't want to distort the facts. I want to try to get the facts out there. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Love to talk to you. I got a couple other, uh, I want to talk about some of the economic statistics. We have a lot of, a lot of statistics out this week, so I want to talk about a few of those, ones I think are pretty interesting. And hopefully we'll get to that before the end of the break. 
This is Invest Talk, everybody. I'm Steve Peasley, and we have that one goal always in mind, and that's to help you achieve financial freedom. And that means you can choose to work or not work. You, you don't have to worry about money. That's what the goal is. So hopefully we can help you with that. Give us a call, 888-99-CHART. Good advice. Spread your money around. Stick to a well-thought-out plan for carefully divvying up your money so no single calamity will destroy your portfolio. Want to talk about it? 888-99-CHART is how to get through right now. Your objective is to work hard, plan well, and achieve financial freedom, right? You're in luck. Because Steve Peasley is here now, ready to take your finance and investment questions. Call 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Let's talk to Vincent, who lives in Ohio. Vincent. Hey, Steve. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, I've got a couple questions for you. I've, got, I've been following a stock called Crown Castle, uh, stock ticker symbol CCI and American Tower, symbol AMT. been following these for quite a while now, and I see that uh, they've started to slowly have a decline since July. I uh, didn't know if this would be a good buy point for either one of those, and if so, what your buy point would be. So these are the towers, the cell tower makers, Crown Castle CCI. It's a REIT, Real Estate Investment Trust, that owns wireless towers in the U.S., Australia, Puerto Rico, uh, for wireless service providers. So they own the towers and they lease them to the various, you know, space on them to the various telephone companies or data companies. And they generally, you know, now that all their growth has been already, it's kind of built in, okay? we They've grown for years and years and years. Over the last year or so, they're, they don't have sales growth much. It's still eking up, but not when they were building the towers, you know, and then leasing them. So that era is kind of over. So you look at these stocks, and this stock is a $68 billion stock. It's huge. You look at these kinds of stocks now, and you just named the two biggest ones, uh, Crown Castle and American Tower. Is that the other one? Um, yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, those two are now big blue chip stocks. So now you look at the earnings and you look at the dividend yield. This one pays 3.3%. And you're going to have to live on very slow growth and the dividend yield. Don't think about high growth anymore. So the stock has, has been trading sideways for what? Since the middle of last year. And chances are good that you're going to have a gyration between a range. And, you know, I, and I think that you've seen the heyday of these guys. It's a $159 stock. I can't see it going higher than, you know, 180, 190. That's its high that made 180 last year. That's its high it's ever made. So I uh, don't don't buy it for that reason. Uh, are they a good buy at this point? No, I think they can get cheaper. As blue chip stocks, I, I think you're going to see them settle down. They're going to make six dollars and ninety eight cents, almost seven dollars a share. So you know the stock is probably worth you know one hundred twenty to one hundred forty dollars a share on average, uh, and so it's a little expensive at this point. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it, Vincent. Thank you. CCI is the name, Crown Castle Internet. 
Okay, now, um, some of the economic numbers out. Income for December was up six-tenths of percent. Remember, the month before, it shrank 1.3%. So that was good. That was much better than expected. Spending for December was down two-tenths of percent. So that means savings rate went up. Income was up. Spending was down. Now, the month before, spending was down seven-tenths of percent. So spending was down... Again, but less so. So those actually are pretty good numbers. Core inflation for December came in at up three-tenths of 1%, which is not a tremendous amount. You know, multiply that times 12, and what do you get? You know, you get 3.6% inflation rate so, per year. So, you know, that's not, of course, that was core inflation. The month before, it was zero. Okay, so the month before, you multiplied that by 12 and you have no inflation, right? So you got to think that inflation is, you know, less than 2% probably. But what I want to point out is that it's increasing. And we've been, I've been looking at these numbers now for some, you know, I always look at them. And I've been keeping a really sharp eye for any hints of inflation. And you're starting to see some inflation creep into the system. Remember, not a lot, just trickling in, just a little bit. But think about that. Why would it be any at all? Remember, we're, you know, the world economy hasn't picked up yet. It really hasn't. So how can we have some inflation? Why is there inflation in these numbers? Just think of the economy, think of it this way. When the economy grows, as the IMF says, it's going to grow 5% next year. The world economy. You think there's going to be much inflation I think it will. And remember how much printing, my money everywhere. United States of America. Time to close up, everybody. I'm Steve Peasley, and this course completes another program of Invest Talk program, and I appreciate you being with me. Justin Klein, I thank you very much. We post a new, this new program each weekday, every program that we do four to five Monday through Friday live, uh, immediately after the show. So you can podcast it, download it then. Download it the podcast then. So you get it download free anytime, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, investtalk.com. And I would appreciate it if you review us, review our podcast, and then rate the podcast. Independent thinking, share success. This is Invest Talk. Have a great night, everybody. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, Call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial.